Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. I had to realize, you know, I could flip that negative into a positive and, you know, actually go out there and do something I love by playing football and also, you know, how that be a way for me to get my family out of a, a tough situation. Well, there's not much going on with football in the Bahamas right now. Part of my plan someday in the, in the future is to, you know, try to bring it back. We have a lot of guys that can play, but you just not much opportunities. Yo, welcome to All Things Covered with Patrick Peterson and Bryant McFadden, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. The name says it all. If you like what you hear, make sure you leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Yo, you can also watch us on YouTube. Just visit youtube.com slash all things covered. So make sure you subscribe and turn on your alert so you can get the show right away. As we continue to focus on the NFL draft, we have a special, special episode for you. For every Pat P, there's someone down the draft board grinding and trying to prove they belong. That's the focus here as we chat with two potential hidden gems of the 2021 NFL draft. First, we'll chat with wide receiver out of the University of Charleston, Michael Strong. Then we'll chat with edge rusher out of Florida State University, Janaris Robinson. No prospect's journey is the same, and these guys are the epitome of that. Enjoy. This is a special episode, and we want to highlight gems. And the thing about gems, they're special, they're unique. If you get your hand on the gem, Pat P, you're excited. Hey, but I can tell you this much. When you find a hidden gem, that's the gem that no one else knows is around. Yep. You feel you feel better about yourself. You feel better about that gem because that's a gem that has kind of gone under the radar. Yeah. And this episode, I believe, Pat P, we got a hidden gem. When it comes to talking about the NFL draft, man, we got a hidden gem joining us here, all things covered. This player... He's an NFL draft prospect from the University of Charleston. We're not talking about South Carolina, because I know when you hear University of Charleston, you instantly think about the College of Charleston. No, this university is in West Virginia. In 2019, this dude gave them 19 touchdowns. Didn't get a chance to play this past season because of the pandemic, but you better believe he's opening a lot of eyes right now when you look at the NFL world. His social media handle, Twitter and Instagram, is the same. At Mike underscore playmaker. Yep. Mike Strawn is joining us here. All things covered. Talented wide receiver from the University of Charleston. Big Mike, how you doing? Everything is good. I appreciate you guys having me. Yes, yeah. Sir, First yep. and foremost, Mike, you know, we're going to make sure we introduce you the right way and get people to know who you are as a person, as a player. But you have one of the more unique paths. Uh, to get to the NFL. How did you end up in this spot where you can be be in the NFL uh, this upcoming month? Well, everybody know, you know, I was born and raised in the Bahamas. Um, I had to go to high school at Liberty Christian Academy in Lynchburg, Virginia. Mm-hmm. There is where high school, my 10th, 11th, and 12th grade year. And from there, I was able to receive a scholarship from the University of Charleston. And here we are today. 
Yeah, that's awesome. So what yep. what was your familiarity with football growing up in the Bahamas? And when did football become, like, serious to you? Yeah, so I started playing football at a young age. My dad, in fact, he played football at Bethune-Cookman. And they took Florida. Yeah, he was he was also a wide receiver. So what was it? What's your dad name? Jerome Strong. He played under coach Larry Little. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's, you know, it kind of comes natural for me. Um, so I, I started from when I was young and I was able to play and, you know, he sacrificed a lot in sending me over and I was able to play a few organized football in the Bahamas too. We had it, we had it, you know, when I was growing up, but after I left, you know, it sort of died down, but yeah, yeah that's how I started. Yeah. So how long, how long were you in the Bahamas? Like when did you leave the Bahamas? Yeah, I, I left the Bahamas at the age of 16. That's where I, I came over to Virginia to finish high school. Oh, okay. Yep. What would you say is the current state of football in the Bahamas right now? Well, there's not much going on with, fo- you know, with football in the Bahamas right now. And, you know, that's part of my plan someday in the, in the future is, to, you know, try to bring it back. Um, because, you know, we have a lot of guys that can play, but mm-hmm. you just not much opportunities. Right. Yeah. yeah. Hey, and I want to be a part of that because, like I told you before we kicked the show off, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a native almost. You know, like I yeah. said, I have a spot out there in Albany, and you know, always out at the fish fry. You know, Bob Mar. Fish fry. Yeah. Shout out to the fish yeah, fry. Yeah, man. Yeah. So I'm, nope. I'm always, I'm, I'm out there probably five times a year. So I love the Bahamas. I love the atmosphere. Matter of fact, we did our show two, two shows ago. I was in the Bahamas. At, uh, Wait, you talking at- about we? We didn't do it. You did it. I wasn't in the Bahamas. We, we, we did our show. We yeah, but you say show. collectively, like we together. I wasn't there. Eric wasn't there. You were there. And hey, y'all <laughs> saw it though. Y'all saw it. We saw hey. it. You saw it. You're right. But I just want hey, to Mike. clarify. Yeah, hey, right. Mike. We're only three players from the Bahamas making it to the NFL. Why do? Why can't you be the most successful one to do it? Oh well, for me, it's just my belief. You know. Um, I, I really, I believe in myself. I feel like I'm, I'm the best, you know, and it's just, it, like I said, it comes natural for me. I was born and raised into it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I've been doing it for a long time and, you know, I'm glad to just be in the position that I am today. Hey, Mike, yeah. I'm going to put you on the spot real quick. Okay. Do you know those three players that are from the Bahamas that made it to the league? Uh, no, I'm pretty sure if they were born and raised in the Bahamas, I might know them, but I'm I, not. I, I, wait a minute. I, I wait. I know one of the, one of the players. Okay. I know who, one of the players, DeVar Darling. Okay. So he was born and raised in the Bahamas. He was born in the Bahamas. Kind of your story. I don't know exactly when he came to the States, uh, but he was born there. Um, and I have to make, I will have to do a, a fat check. You know what I mean? Make sure my facts are legit, okay, but Mike, he was drafted him, in the third round. Wait a minute. He was drafted <laughs> in the third round of Baltimore because me and twin, uh, we played together. We came in the, in the Florida state together and, um, you oh, know, Devar, he had a twin brother, Devon, who died during our fresh freshman year. But yeah, he, 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 he's heavy with his Bahama, Bahamian roots. He does a lot over there right now with his foundation, but I'm going to have to, we're going to check that. I think he was born. Clearly in the Bahamas, Devar Darling, wide receiver, also wide receiver, also okay. wide receiver, played for Baltimore. He's a third round uh, pick by the Ravens, Kansas City, and the Texans. So okay. we definitely gonna check that out. But I think he's one of the names. So there you go. You, you just learned something here on all things covered. There you go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how how do you approach the underdog role? Um, it's, it's you know it's something that I embrace. You know, it's just that it's just something that came with you know with my path. You know, it's just something that, like I said, I embrace it and I, I'm just, I'm dealing with it. 
you know, it's nothing, it's nothing that I can't deal with. So yeah, there you go. And, and I look on Twitter, you recently tweeted, invest in me. You have no worries. Trust me. I'm like life insurance. You can count on me. You know, right. who was that message to? Honestly, yeah. I, was, I was messaged to all the teams out there, you know, with <laughs> me coming from a small school, you know, not much people want to really cast that, you know, that fishing rod, you know, but, yeah. you know, like I said, you could, you could trust in me, you know, I, I'm going to play my role every time I'm going to do my job. I'm going to wherever I'm going, I'm going to make plays It's something that I did on all levels through high school, straight to college. Mm, nice. Hey, yep. So, what type of what type of recognition have you gotten since your pro day? Because I'm a, I'm just talking about some numbers here real quick. Like we <laughs> talked about your size, you're six five, two twenty eight. You ran a four uh, a four four six. Uh, you jumped to thirty six. You benched twenty four two twenty five twenty times. Your wingspan is eighty five. Your hand inches your hand inch is ten inches. So. Like what type of uh what type of feedback you got from the the draft once you you know put those numbers in? Well, I had a I had a few more teams calling me saying, "Hey, you done a good job on your pro day. You know, we excited about you. We like your film. So you know, it's it's been more recognition coming after that pro day. You know, and that's something that I wanted. I wanted to go and really perform at the pro day and show them that I could compete on a higher level. Mm-hmm. Yep, you ran you ran four four. That's gonna open a lot of eyes. No doubt. Yeah, six, six, no doubt five, two, six five, two twenty. And you bench press you did it twenty, 20. times? Yeah, twenty times. He yeah, you eating a lot of fried conk. Right. No, man, no eating them peas and rice, man. That peas <laughs> fried conk, and that conk salad. Yeah. That conk salad. That's what <laughs> Bro, he that conk got that conk got aphrodisiac, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, is it true that some people thought you could easily get into the four threes? Is that true or is that a dirty yeah, rumor? It, it was true and it's something that I did before. Well, oh, you done ran four three, yeah. Where? Yeah, I ran a four three before. At my pro day, they actually had it structured in that I had to do a few workouts before my forty. I had to do oh. my best. Mm-hmm. So I was a bit tight going into my my forty yard dash. Usually, you run the forty first. Why they had you right. doing everything else? I actually wanted it to get switched, but I was doing my my pro day at a different school. So I, you know, gotcha. I didn't have much say. I just had to go and do it. Yeah. So you saying you know? you, you've ran a four three before at six five two twenty eight? Yeah, yeah. I mean the speed the speed aspect for me comes natural because I also run track. Oh yeah, you're behaving. Don't know, we'll know that yeah. too. Y'all start running track when you six weeks in the womb. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> you got no choice over there. That's what y'all do run track. Yeah. True. No question. No question. When you look at the pro game, I know you're a student of the game. You watch different wide receivers. Uh, is there an NFL wide receiver that kind of resembles uh who you are as a player well one person that i studied a lot and somebody that i really look up to was was calvin johnson also known as mega you know when i look at him and i see his film especially his college film it's kind of like i'm watching myself and it's weird you know whenever i look at his college film and it's he's just someone that i study a lot another person is michael Irvin. um i've also had the opportunity to meet yeah and that's a good name they're pretty good friends so I've had I've had the opportunity to go to his house and meet his family and you know play with his kids you know and all because I was younger at the time too so there you have it. So Mike, with you coming from the Bahamas, moving to Virginia, going to Charleston, when did the NFL you know become a real possibility for you? Uh well, it's something that I believed in my heart that I could that I could get to for a long time. 
But, you know, after after college, when I really started seeing these teams call me and were interested and, you know, that's when it really hit for me, you know, that, that my dreams is really becoming, you know, to a reality and I'm really doing what I want to do in my life, you know. So that's when, that's when you know, after my last year of college and I graduated and it started really hitting and different teams started calling me, that's when it really hit. At this point, with all the outstanding numbers you've been able to provide for scouts, execs, GMs, where do you expect to be selected in the draft? I expect to be selected really high. I feel like if you if you see a player like me, then you know why not why not grab me right away? You know, I feel like I'm different from anybody else in the especially receivers. We talking, mm-hmm. I feel like you know I'm the best in the draft class for sure. You know, and I feel like you know the numbers is there. I don't really have to explain that. It's just I, I know within my heart what I could do. Mm-hmm. And I really feel like I could get picked up high. Okay. Well, we, uh, we understand your brother is a baller too. Yeah. Uh, what's your brother's name, by the way? Prince Strong. He's playing, he's playing high school for, he's actually doing the same route that I did in that, you know, he, he's, he came over for high school to finish 10th, 11th, and 12th grade year. Okay. He's, his high school at four pairs, in four pairs, John uh-huh. Carroll. Yeah, four pairs. And what's well, Prince Measurables? Uh, right now he is about six four. Oh, shit. Uh, yeah, he, he he's pretty tall. <laughs> so now yeah. going what? to my next question, do Prince have the possibility to be better than Michael? 100%. Really? I don't, you know, why, I never, why you say that? But I feel like I'm better, but he, you know, between me, between me and you guys, he definitely uh-huh. has the possibility to be better because, why you, you know, that? because he's coming up under me and he's learning a lot yeah. of the stuff that, that I learned at a later age, but he's learning from earlier. Right. You know, yeah. And, He's saying the decisions that I'm making, you know, from a young age, you know, right. what I'm doing in my process. So it's it's going to come easier for him. You know, right. I was the child, so all the pressure was on me and me coming over here, I didn't know what to expect. And now, you know, it's it's just it's just gonna be an easier route for him. Hey Pat, you remember when we had LeVar on the show, he said that about his youngest son. Yeah. He just and, made it easier for him. Yeah, and he said he's gonna be the best one and before hey. he got injured. Hey. Woo, woo. Hey, boy, bad boy. Hey, Mike, what, what grade your your, your little brother? Well, not your little brother, but your younger grade. brother. In? He in the tenth. Yeah, yeah, well, he's in the eleventh right now. He gonna Actually, be a senior. He gonna be a senior yeah. next year. Yep, yep. What position he play? He plays wide wide receiver, and he's six four. Man, yeah. I, I want to make sure I, I wasn't tripping. <laughs> <laughs> you say six four? Yeah. Is he fast? Yeah, he can run. He's also running track too. Oh, all right, yeah, that's what y'all do. I told you that. We, 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 we gotta get his name. We gotta get his name. You say Prince, like the singer. Prince. Prince, Prince yeah. Yeah, Prince. that's him. Prince. Prince Strong. We gotta get this. Okay. All right. We, well, you, you, you were a hidden gem. He might not be a hidden gem based on right. the route you're paving yep. for him. Yep. That's no true. doubt. No doubt. Well, hey, man, we appreciate you joining us here, man. Mike Strong joined us here. All things covered. Well, he was a hidden gem. I don't know how much longer he's going to be hidden based on the job he's doing so far. I know you're probably interviewing well for these teams as well. Uh, best of luck to you and your family. And I can tell you this much, Pat P. There is an organization that has an eye for wide receivers. I already know. Right. They do a great <laughs> job in going through the cracks and finding right. the gems. Hey. <laughs> And we they always find him in the damn third round. We get him in Pittsburgh. <laughs> we get him in Pittsburgh with him, know. Chase Claypool, man, Deontay Johnson, Juju, man, look out. 
Look right. out. <laughs> if I'm, I'm gonna just throw that in the universe. Pat, P, he can, I'll take him in Minnesota with, with, with you too. You know, I'm a Viking now. You know what I mean? Right. There, so, hey. I would too. Yeah, you might just, you know, like, yeah, you take <laughs> whoever draft, who, yeah, what they, how you say is this, what, what we said it is? Skull. Skull. Right? Oh. We gotta get it right. Yeah, cause I didn't do it well the first time we did our episode last week. People laughed at me. So, Skull. I gotta get a tutorial on how to be the, the, the appropriate Skull. Pow! There we go. <laughs> Hey, hey, but I appreciate you joining us. All jokes aside, man, we wish nothing but great success for you and your family. And uh, we're going to talk about Prince in the next few years, too. We might get Prince yeah. to Tallahassee. Well, yeah, man. Like I, yeah, I appreciate you guys having me, man. It means a lot. Yes, sir. Yes, yes sir. sir. Hey, appreciate you coming on. Hey, what you might yeah. need to do, though, Mike, before the draft, if you're running four threes like that, you might need to go out and just run a four three just because and just put it out there in the social media. I think room. so. No question. You 6'4", 228, bitching 20 reps? Man, go out and clock that 4'3 and see what happens. Watch that phone. that phone start shaking like you're having a seizure. You vibrating. Right. <laughs> yeah, man. Hey, best of luck, man. Thank you for joining us. Appreciate it. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law you guys know what time it is. We're going to continue to push this hidden gem element of our show. We cover all things on all things covered. It's only right. Like I said, man, it's something about a gym. When you find that gym, yeah, it's good. You feel good. But when you find a hidden gem, you feel better. You feel like you really won. And I think right now on our show, we're winning. Me and Pat P are winning because we have the luxury of talking to draft prospects but we also have the luxury to talk to prospects that are considered to be hidden gems. We got another one coming for you right now. Went to the best university in the land, Florida State, Tallahassee. Shout out to everybody, Florida State. Shout out to everybody, Tallahassee. Dominant edge rusher, extremely athletic, gifted, strong at the point of attack. Uh, could be a top tier light player. Getting in, if he goes into the right system, the work ethic, the mentality that he has, a competitive individual and a high character guy just an all-around good guy like i said edge russian prospect from florida state his twitter handle name is janoris d1 instagram is janoris robinson man make sure you give him a follow he will give you a follow right back thank you for joining us here janoris robinson here all things covered how you doing good, good. i appreciate you all having me on here yeah you're a florida boy from panama city went to bay high school for those that are unfamiliar with Panama City, with with Bay High School, what is football like in the Panhandle? Uh, it, it's a lot of like you said, hitting gems. It's some it's some guys out there that really you know don't get the uh, publicity and you know 
get that spotlight shine on them, but it's it's some players over there in the North Florida. Yes, sir. And uh, we know it was a difficult time for you and your family back in October 2018 during Hurricane Michael. Um, and your emotions during that hurricane, like how was your emotions uh, af- uh, after the storm and aftermath? Um, just understanding everything really happened for a reason. Um, that was a, a, a critical point in my life, man. You know, things went went wrong. You know, I just had to, you know, bounce back to believing in God and being faith, uh, having faith that, you know, everything's going to work out and just ultimately just being strong for my mom growing up in a sinker brown household. Just, you know, just having to, to process the information and process what was going on and just flip on to, you know, that being that man, that being that man for my family in that hard time. And like Mac talked about with all of us being from Florida, we know, you know, the hurricanes can be very, very vicious. And with you being in that panhandle, no question, you know, those are some of like more, more of the severe areas that's hit. Right. So like, how was it for you like growing up? in that area, though, during the hurricane season? Because we know we get three or four hurricanes a year. Yeah, and you know, yeah. How was it growing up, you know, throughout uh, your childhood career? I remember some of the hurricanes coming through there, but I grew up in, like, a, a five-generation house. It was a it was a very old structured house. Um, you know, every hurricane that came through before, it, the house was pretty decent. But, you know, I had a, a kind of a bad feeling about this one, that, you know, this one might be the one to do some damage. And, you know, ultimately my mama decided to leave the night before, and um, it came through, and, it, it was destructive. Can you be uh, more specific for the, our listeners and viewers that are watching us? They might not know exactly what happened during that month of October in 2018, but can you be more specific about what happened and what you guys lost? Um, So it, it was about a week. Um, we, we was hearing like a hurricane um, was coming, Hurricane Michael. It was going to be, you know, it, it moved from a Cat 3 to a Cat 5 within a matter of, you know, a day or so. Yeah. Um, I, I remember being at practice and I remember, you know, we was out practice. It was um about weekend. We was getting ready to go. And, you know, coach told us that we wouldn't be practicing the rest of the week because the hurricane coming and it's supposed to be hitting that area bad, even Tallahassee. And, you know, my family went to uh, Georgia. I met them in Georgia. And that Wednesday, we just sitting there in the uh, living room at one of my uh, people's house. We just looking at the news, just, just watching and waiting for everything to happen. And I remember getting a call um after from my neighbor and he, we told him to go check on the house and, you know, he really couldn't get there because the streets was blocked off with, you know, different trees falling in. He, he called me and said, it looked like the roof was missing to the house. So that's all we thought that was wrong. And, you know, ultimately I, I got back into Panama City that Friday, um, went up and, you know, the, I lost completely everything in my house. Um, I was, I remember finding shingles, tracking shingles from the top of my ceiling to try to find, you know, different things. Wow. I saw pictures and pictures, my jerseys, you know, three, four streets behind my house. Um, you know, and, and mm. that was pretty crazy. So the house was just basically knocked all the way down. It was on the ground. Really, mostly completely flatlined. Yes, sir. My room, I, I, my room was completely flatlined. Uh, the living room, the dining room, the foyer wow. area. Yes, sir. Man, that is a tough story. Uh, you hear about things like that, but it, it hits differently when it happens to you. Uh, but, you know, through that tragedy, there was a bright spot. What was the feeling like for you and your family uh, when the GoFundMe was created and so many people started to donate? You guys started to receive so much attention. What was that feeling like for you and your family? It, it was actually crazy because um I didn't know I didn't understand that we was gonna get that much support. Like I said, being mm-hmm. a, a five generation house, um the house was really old, wasn't able to have any insurance value on the house. So um you know for us to get that help from you know different people from the No family, No Nation, um people around the world, it really meant a lot. Um, 
I didn't expect to get that much money, but we would uh, raise enough money to fully, you know, rebuild our house. And, you know, last October it actually got finished. And, you know, we can't be more grateful for that opportunity that we had. Were you guys able to rebuild the house in the same area where the old house was? Yes, sir. Right there on the same land. We actually owned the land. Um, so that was something good that we could, you know, rebuild right there on the same land, a uh, different house, but, you know, right there in the same area. Oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. So after the hurricane, you know, your first game back from the hurricane, you had one, had one of your best outings that season. How did you block out everything that happened with you and your family to go out and just dominate? And did you use that tragedy, you know, to motivate you to say the least? Of course, like I said, I processed that information and, you know, I had to realize, you know, I could flip that negative into a positive and, you know, actually go out there and, and you know, do something I love by playing football and also, you know, how that be a way for me to get my family out of a, a tough situation. So, you know, I use that as motivation, um, kept it in the back of my head, you know, to go out there and, you know, just give it all my, give it all I got and, you know, put my best foot forth. So what, uh, Janoris, how is, uh, like, what does it mean to you to be part of the, the Florida State family? Uh, me, Matt, you know, that Florida State family is real tight. You know, that brotherhood of, you know, loving each other and being there for your brother. And, you know, just that family atmosphere that you get at Florida State. And, you know, ultimately just be going out there competing with your brothers and, you know, some of the best guys that went through there. And, you know, just to be Florida State being my uh, school growing up, my my dream school and, you know, having that opportunity to go out there and, you know, be a part of that Seminole tribe and, you know, step out there and do Campbell uh, Stadium. It, it meant a lot. Pat P is a little different than LSU. You know, your LSU boys don't really know. <laughs> you know what I feel like so you know it's a little different. This hey, is hey, I'm gonna let you have it in day, man. Since <laughs> we got Janoris on uh, as our guest today, man, I don't want you, know, you, gotta, you gotta be nice. We to appreciate our we appreciate you not disrespecting the house. You know, if it's a Florida State house today, I appreciate that. I'm <laughs> representing. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Hey, Janoris, on the field, how would you describe your football journey? You know, being a four state, a, a four star recruit coming out of high school, going to Florida State, and now getting ready to get ready for the NFL draft. Um, I always played football as a kid growing up, uh, little league, city league football. Um, mm-hmm. like through middle school, I stopped playing a little bit. My mom wanted me to focus on grades, um, and, and go to school and did, get a degree and do something that nobody ever has done in my family. So, you know, she wanted me to focus on and, and on grades in middle school. And ultimately, my eighth grade year, my math teacher was the head football coach, and he saw me walking class on the first day, and he's like, "I'm probably like six four. You know, he's like, "Why are you not playing football?" I'm like, I told him the story about my mom wanted me to focus on grades and. You no, know, he sat there and called her every day until she finally gave in and was like, "Smart man." You no, know, um, <laughs> you can come out there and play football if he promised to keep my grades up. Not that grades has ever been a problem for me, but you know, it's something that she just really wanted me to focus on since nobody in my family has been to college. So, you know, I went out there. Then the high school coach from um, Bay High at the time used to come to the high school to the uh, eighth grade games and you know just look at me and tell me, you know, if your mom continue to let you play football. You have, you know, almost every coach in America here at this high school trying to get you to, uh, to come to their college. My mom also realized that would be another avenue for me to get a scholarship so we wouldn't have to pay for school. You know, just coming from the type of family, the single parent household, not really having, you know, enough to, of the finances to, you know, fund my school. That could also be a way. And, you know, ultimately, that's how I ended up at Florida State. I had offers from, you know, all the schools and almost all schools and, you know, just going back to understanding, like, I prayed to go to Florida State University. That was all my, always my dream school with, you know, guys coming out of Panama City like Burt Reed that went to Florida State, you know. Just watching him as a little kid, you know, going to Florida State on Saturdays, playing in Dope Campbell, you know, for just having that dream come true of, you know, wanting to go to that school. So I, that's ultimately why I picked it. Yeah. And, uh, Janos, with your name not being at the top of the draft board, um, you know, what type of motivation does that provide for you? I believe in myself. Um, I know what type of player I am and what type of player I can be. And, you know, 
I feel like I still got a lot of potential and I haven't reached my ceiling yet. And, you know, I feel like I have a first round talent and, you know, I just got to put it all together. My production wasn't, you know, the best at Florida State, but I was just doing what I was, you know, doing what I was asked and required to do. And you had another year of eligibility, you know, at Florida State, but you decided to go pro. What led to that decision? Just knowing what I can do, knowing that I'm able to, that I know I'm able to go out there, you know, in the NFL and compete. Um, and, 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 you know, I did, I felt like my journey at Florida State was five years, you know, um, that's what, you know, you usually have. And I felt like, you know, it was time to take that next step forward of, you know, chasing another dream mind, which is playing in the NFL. Yeah. What was the opportunity like for you playing in the senior bowl? I then mobile. That was a great opportunity. Like I said, um, you know, I decided to leave school when I, you know, some people was telling me to come back for a sixth year. And, you know, I just stepped out on faith and, you know, understood that, you know, if I came to the senior board, that would be a great opportunity. So, you know, I was just out there working during the off season. I mean, not off season, but uh, pre-combine training, just training and, you know, praying for the opportunity. I remember it was a day after like three o'clock and I got the phone call from Jim Nagy, uh, you know, asking me that I wanted to play in the senior board. And that was something that I, you know, really wanted to do with the combine and everything being canceled this year. That was a way for me to go out there and, you know, get in front of all 32 teams and, you know, actually showcase my abilities and showcase my talent and what I had. And like I said, I couldn't be great for that, great, more grateful for the opportunity to go out there and, you know, compete with the best of the best and some of the top players in the country. You took advantage of the opportunity because, you know, I watched quite a few practices and you gave a lot of those offensive tackles hell. I of mean, course, you, you, yeah, yeah. You opened a lot of eyes out there. I mean, some people might was kind of sleeping on you. Um, but when you got to the senior bowl, when you left, you opened a lot of eyes. So hats off to you for taking advantage of that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Uh, before I went down there, it wasn't a lot of buzz, and you know I went exactly with a lot of buzz around my name. Just you know, just like I said, I feel like I'm first round talent. And I know my what I'm capable of doing, you know, and, and just to get out there and just show the show the guys, you know, what I had in me. It really was you know a great opportunity. Speaking of the talent, why should teams select you? I'm Janaris Robinson. I know what I, I know what I can do. The the size, the athletic ability, the the athleticism, um, speed, power. You know, the whole nine. I feel like I'm that total package player that can also be more valuable and um, versatile uh, playing in multiple defenses as well and playing multiple uh, positions. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we know we're about to wrap up here the month of March, and we all know the big day is next month. What would next month look like for you? Uh, next month is going gonna to be, you know, um, a little emotional when, when, I, when I get my name drafted. Um, that's something that I've always dreamed of, you know, as a little kid, but you know, right now I, I'm still training. I'm down here in South Florida right now. I'm training with one of my um, previous uh, players, teammates, uh, Brian Burns. So I'm down here in South Florida, you know, getting in work, putting in work. So you know, once that um, phone call get called, I'm ready to go to work for uh, whatever organization decides to pick. Well, you you training with a real good pass rusher, another Florida State he uh, right brother. Oh, <laughs> you right there. Tell B Burns what's up. We should have got him on. We should have got him on with you. Oh, uh, but that, that's a great thing. You're training with a professional that's doing some real good things early on in his career. He's definitely going to show you the ropes and also show you some of his uh, tricks, to say the least, that has been uh, providing so much success for him. Last question for you. I mean, Florida State Pro Day was last week, and you did a real good job. You know, people walked away, uh, you know, talking about you, similar to what the week of the Senior Bowl was. People walked away talking about Janoris Robson. Um, you look at some of your numbers. You measured in at 6'5", 263. You ran 4'7", jumped to 34, 10'1", broad jump, 4'4", second uh, short shuttle. Uh, You did 25 reps on the bench. Uh, What was that moment like for you? And when you walked away with all the numbers you provided, you know, how did you feel? 
I felt I felt pretty decent. Um, some of the numbers, like I said, um, I, I wish I could have did better. Um, I previously tested better at some of those numbers, but you know, I I just let go and let God at it. You know, the num- the numbers I put up is you know what He wanted me to do. So you know, I, I can't be more grateful and, and thankful for you know what I did and you know just going to showcase my athletic ability to uh, those scouts. Yeah, no yeah. doubt. Well, yeah, for sure. Well, shout out to the Norris. Thank you for coming on All Things Are Covered. Wish you nothing but success in, uh, in your NFL career, and hopefully we'll cross paths here soon. Go Nose. Appreciate you, Janoris. Yes, sir. Thanks again to Michael Sean, and thanks again to Janoris Robinson. And thanks to everyone for listening to this episode of All Things Covered. If you like what you hear, make sure you subscribe and leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. We'll be back soon, where you can expect all things to be covered. Peace. The time has come for drag queens to save the world. world. RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars is back on Paramount Plus, and for the first time ever, I want you to use your talent for good for a change. (laughs) Eight iconic queens are competing for the charity of their choice. This is how you do drag. Who will slay it forward, win cash for their favorite cause, and a coveted spot in the Drag Race Hall of Fame. RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars. New season streaming May 17th exclusively on Paramount Plus. Go to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Terms apply.